Warren County is probably some of the even best best around. I mean, you said it yourself, Pennsylvania is it's very underrated and it's probably one of the best fishing spots in the world, especially for trout. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. Theflycrate.com is your source for all things fly fishing. The Fly Crate offers a monthly fly club. We select patterns every month for your home waters. With membership, you'll receive flies created to match the hatch in your area, along with the Fly Crate's guide magazine, the convenience of having flies delivered right to your door, some sweet stickers. Discover new patterns and start stocking your fly boxes now. Theflycrate.com Here's your host, Mark Hopley. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Today we've got on the program Tom Ossoff. Now Tom is out of Erie, Pennsylvania. Tom, thanks for coming on the program today. Hey, thanks for having me. We were chatting a little bit off air and and you'd mentioned I've seen some of your art. I know you're an avid fly fisher, carpenter by day. Tell me how you got into fly fishing to begin with, Tom, if you don't mind. Uh, I pretty much got into fishing. My, my mother actually bought me a Snoopy pole when I was a toddler and I just fell in love with it ever since then. And I used to fish, grow up trout fishing and on the streams. And, you know, my main influence, I guess you could say, isn't one specific person, but just being out on the stream, you see these, you know, older guys out there fly fishing and, you know, some of them, 60, 70, possibly even 80 year old, you know, out there fly fishing and catching trout. And that was, that was basically my main influence was seeing those guys out there doing that. And I just, I just fell in love with it ever since. What is it that you love so much about it? I always try to get guests to verbalize that. I know it's not an easy thing necessarily, but what brings you to the water? What brings me to the water is peace. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what brings me to the water. I go out there and I can literally forget about everything and just, you know, just be one with nature and, you know, one with myself. And there's not a care in the world. It's just you, your gear and the stream yeah, and the fish. And that that's basically it. And you can just, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to think about work, the stresses of life going on. And it's just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, well, for sure, man. I I can totally relate to that. So being that you're in Erie, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Steelhead Alley, that whole kind of corridor. That's it, yeah. You must have just a a ton of tributary streams, creeks, rivers to choose from. There there is a whole bunch. we got a handful of really, really good streams, and you can pretty much go out there and catch them all day. You can take your kids out there. You can take, you know, your grandparents out there. And you can show them how to catch fish, and pretty much anybody can go out there and catch catch fish if you show them how to do it right. If you don't mind me asking, where do you spend the majority of your time? We're talking twelve mile creeks, sixteen mile creek. I'm I'm all over. I'm all over the place, but I do spend most of my time probably on twenty mile creek at northeast. So when you're on twenty mile creek now, is that obviously that's a big steelhead uh, tributary? That's probably one of the biggest. Your other one is probably elk. 
probably your two main ones. And there's a lot of brown trout in there, too, so you can catch a lot of browns in there and a lot of good steelhead. That's what always amazes me about any of the Great Lakes, Lake Erie in particular. You've got so many amazing tributaries, and it's just just basically a gold mine of of steelhead, isn't it? Oh, it is. Like, especially during the spring and your fall runs, you can go out there and catch 20 fish a day if you're doing it right. So now what kind of flies are you using for these steelies for the most part? Uh, you're mainly using your nymphs, your stone flies, a lot of egg sacs. When do they run in your area, Tom? Like, you know, what type of season are we talking here? Uh, you know, honestly, <laughs> I pretty much go all year. I'll go in the middle of winter and I could still catch them as long as the streams aren't frozen over. You're still good to go. Right on. So have you been out lately? I have been out lately. I went out yesterday and probably the past few days and I've been doing really well. Yesterday I didn't do so well, but uh, you win some, you lose some. I want to talk about your art because I know you're a passionate artist. And uh, tell us a little bit about the type of art that inspires you, the type of art you do. Uh, You know, probably my two favorite artists would have to be Van Gogh and you know, Bob Ross, they were my two favorite artists. I just, I love the whole nature scenic thing, you know, with Bob Ross and how he did it. And just, he just made it look so easy and how he described everything. And he made it easy for people to, you know, enjoy it as well. And I always grew up watching him. And then Van Gogh's just like color mixtures together. It's just a beautiful thing. So I kind of, I kind of have a little mixture of both of them, I believe myself for some of our younger listeners who maybe don't know who bob ross is he used to be was it pbs he was on all the time tom he was on pbs all the time you could watch him probably every morning which i still do once in a while whenever i can uh you can actually even see him on netflix or hulu you could look it up on that for all the younger younger crowd out there i encourage them to look at that too because he's just an amazing artist and you know what? It just puts you in kind of a good space. Like, I can remember I, my favorite thing to do. It used to come on where I'm at Sunday afternoon on PBS, Bob Ross with his with his Afro <laughs> hairdo, <laughs> thinking happy thoughts and happy trees. And Man, I love that stuff. Everything was happy. Everything was a good time. And it just, you know, that's kind of how it is out on the streams, you know? Yeah, well put. So, so tell me about your artwork. Um, I've seen some of it uh, kind of... Uh, I haven't seen too many prints. Mostly I've seen kind of on T-shirts and whatnot. But uh, tell me your medium. What are you, are you taking paintings and kind of, are you selling paintings? What? Tell me what you're doing with your art. Yeah, I am. I'm doing that. I'm also doing print if you want to do prints too. Um, my girlfriend actually does all the framework for me and she's, she's very well. And I got to give a lot of credit to her too. So are you doing, is this acrylic? What What are you painting with? Uh, I do a little bit of oil, uh, mainly cr- acrylic and colored pencil. Okay. And tell us a little bit about Steelhead Alley. I've seen some of your uh, your artwork with that, which looked pretty inspiring to me. That, uh, well, I guess you could say just the whole Erie Tributaries. Obviously, it's called Steelhead Alley. People come from all over just to come up here and fish. So, you know, I put the name together with a, with a brand and... You know, I just kind of ran with it. I came up with a couple drawings, and one of them got a lot of hits, and it's done It's done pretty well so far, and I'm just trying to get that out there as well, trying to get people down here, you know, have a good time fishing up here. What do you think the commonalities are between the pastime of fly fishing and your art? Do you see a lot of similarities between those two? Uh, there is, you know. 
like I said, I love nature. I love being outside. And, you know, these creatures are just beautiful creatures. You know, not one is alike. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. You just see the colors, how they are, and just, they're almost like a peaceful even creature to even look at. So being that you're in the Keystone State, you've got all these amazing fishing opportunities. I know you spend, you probably spend a little time at the Tyne Bench, I'm assuming, too, do you? Uh, I do. You know, I I actually grew up in Oil City, Pennsylvania uh, when I was younger. So I fished, you know, the Allegheny. You got Oil Creek down there. You got the Clarion River down there. And to be honest with you, they're just as good as the tributaries, if not even better, up here in Erie. Hmm. You can go down and you can fish all those, even Oil Creek. You can catch pike in there, catch bass, and you'll catch some monster browns in there. And we're actually pretty known for our native brook trout. If you had to pick somebody in your mind that's been an influence in your fly fishing, is there anybody that comes to mind that you, you spend time with on the water? Uh, I would have to say my buddy Jake Smith. Okay. So is this, is this uh, Jake, you spend a lot of time out there fly fishing, do you? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of time. There's something special about that relationship, isn't there? Maybe maybe you can talk a little bit to that, what it's like when you, you have a, a good friend or, or somebody you spend a lot of time with on the water. That's a pretty special relationship. It is. It's a bond. You can go out there and you don't even have to even say a word and you're just, you know, it's almost... <sighs> It's almost like they're not there, but they're there. It's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's a, it's a bond. It's a, it's a special bond that you have. You got guys that go to war together and they're, you, people can't describe that. And fishermen like that are just alike. Mm-hmm. And then when you got a buddy like that or a couple of buddies or a group of guys, they take these fishing trips or just go out by themselves and they just, you know, they bond. Sometimes they'll go back to the camp and, you know, share stories. And that's just, you know, that's what it's about. Just having a good time. You know, that's why I started this podcast, to be honest with you, Tom, because I wanted to be kind of a uh, an avenue for people like yourself, people like uh, your buddies that are out there fishing, spend a lot of time in the water, have kind of a venue to talk about their experience. And because and, I know we all can learn from that. I always like to ask my guests, if they have a crazy fishing story, but is there anything kind of weird or wonderful that's happened to you in your time in, on any water in the Pennsylvania region? Uh, recently? Ah, totally up to you. Um, you know, I could, I guess I just told the story a little bit ago, but you know, I, like I said, I, when I grew up younger fishing for trout all on the trout streams, you know, I just, I can remember going maybe a mile down the road I had a good trout stream down there and I caught one of the biggest trout I've ever caught and brown trout out of there. You know, I was, it was probably, it made me the happiest person alive. I sat there. I was pretty much there all day, you know, eight hour day, just sitting there casting, trying to catch something. And, you know, it just makes it all worth it sometimes when you're out there all day and you don't catch anything. And then it's just, it's just worth it. Yeah. It's just all worth it, man. Yeah, I hear you. So we're chatting today with Tom Ossoff out of Erie, Pennsylvania, the gem city, kind of smack halfway between Buffalo and Cleveland. The fishing opportunities are off the charts. You got, I assume you got bass, you got, you got pike, uh, steelhead. What type of trout do you have in those uh, tributaries? Uh, so when in the Erie trips, you mainly have your brown trout and your steelhead, and them are pretty much the main two. Um, but you know, even if you're not a trout fisherman and you're a bass fisherman or you're a walleye, I can tell you right now, Lake Erie in our area 
is probably some of the best in the world. It really is. You can literally fish for steelhead if you want it in the morning, go out on the lake and go fish for walleye or smallmouth bass and catch just as many, if not more. Hmm. You know, you know, what's interesting to me is somebody that like, I'm a, I'm over on the West coast. So when I started this podcast, I kind of looked where the downloads were coming. And to be quite honest with you, Pennsylvania is probably my number one state. So I, <laughs> You must have a lot of fly fishers in your neck of the woods. We, and and you know what? We are so underrated. And, you know, that's kind of why I started this and wanted to do this, especially with with me and my buddy and, you know, some other guys who share the same interests. But Pennsylvania, probably, I would have to say, is at least in the top 10, if not even more, for fly fishing, trout fishing alone. Absolutely. A lot of history, too. A lot of history. A lot of tons, tons of history. Like I said, you know, my biggest influence was seeing those older guys out there fly fishing, and I can remember seeing it since I was a toddler when I was out there on the streams with my dad. Tom, if there's something you could change about fly fishing, is there anything you'd like to see maybe a little different in our day to day? You know, honestly, I I love where it's going. You know. When I grew up, it didn't really seem like a popular thing to do, you know, but it just seems like it's a, a very, it's growing a lot right now. And the only really thing I like, don't like seeing is you see a lot of people posting lands and stuff now and certain places it is more difficult, but that doesn't mean that you can't get out there and still have fun because there's still tons of places. Yeah. out there to fish so ex- accessibility in your mind might be something that could be maybe a little better uh, a little yeah that's that's pretty much, that's my only really concern with that yeah fair enough did you get out this weekend at all i think you said you did but it wasn't overly successful i did yeah i did and i'm uh, i'm actually gonna go out tomorrow morning me and my buddy are gonna go out there and hit it first thing in the morning probably fish there all day so the the tributaries that you are mostly fishing uh is there a lot of uh heavy cover around them or is there a lot of castability there uh you know what you do it depends on when you're when you're fishing for it you go out in the fall during the fall run and there's tons of area you know but you come out here in the spring I, i'm sure it's like that anywhere and you know there's there's a there's a lot of good big open places to fish depending on which mile creek you're fishing right but you can you can get out there and you're doing a lot of roll casting and it honestly it doesn't even matter because you can still get in there and catch them i want to get back to your art for a second because i know that's uh always up there on your priority list i assume what are you working on right now <laughs> i'm actually working on a little bead fly i just got done doing a steelhead it's called midnight steelhead run uh I was just influenced, you know, just how the steelhead move in from, you know, the ocean or they move in from the lake, you know, depending on what area you're from. And it just amazes me what those fish do. So that was the last one that I just finished. Uh, I'm just working on a little beach fly right now. Just, you know, maybe something for a little personal. You mean, uh, sorry, a picture of a beach fly or you're actually at the tying vice? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. And now, is that acrylic or, or what are you painting that with? Yeah, it's, it's acrylic. I'm really starting to get into the acrylic now. Somebody wanted to check out your artwork. So, you know, where's the best place to do that? Uh, you can do it on my Instagram page or my Facebook page. My Facebook is Tom Ossoff, or you can get on my Instagram at TDOssoff83. Is there anything 
that I haven't asked you that you'd like to talk about today? Uh, I mean, you got into the art and you got into the fly fishing, you know, uh, we talked, we pretty much covered everything. I'd love the whole thing about, you know, getting people's families out there and doing that too, you know, your kids and cause it's a good time, you know? I think too, it's uh, one thing for me that I would say, it'd be nice to have it more accessible as a sport. And, and in my mind, you're in the ideal setting for that because you, you've got so many options. It's, it literally is so many. Like I said, you could fish the tribs if you wanted to in the morning and then you could literally go out on the lake the next day. There's so many streams and so many lakes around here. It is literally ridiculous. If Lake Erie's choppy and I can't get out there, I'll go down to Lake Pleasant or maybe hit the stream. So you literally can almost fish at any time, no matter what kind of weather it is. So when you're heading out tomorrow, uh, without giving your secret spots away, how long does it take you to get to that water? It honestly, I live pretty close to it, so it depending. It only takes me about an hour or less to get there. Perfect. Something I I always like to ask my guests too, and and this is kind of painting a picture over the air, if you will. Imagine Tom the perfect day on the water in your mind, what does that look like? And kind of explain it to our listeners. Like when does it start and and just kind of take me through it a little bit. You know, I guess the perfect day is just every day, just getting out there. But if I had to pick, it's just getting up in the morning when the sun rises, you get to see that sunrise in the morning. It's just a beautiful thing, especially in the spring. And that's what we're getting ready for right now. All the trout anglers are getting ready for this spring and it's just it's a beautiful time right now to get out there you're just out there all day it's not too hot it's not too cold it's just it's the best time of year right now to get out there what kind of hatches do you see any hatches yet popping up we are actually starting to do that um i actually seen a post yesterday some guys are seeing a couple of male and female hatches going along in fertilizations um there is some smaller steelhead swimming around and they've actually been catching those too so you are you are starting to see that right now it amazes me in in the great lakes like you know out in the west coast there's certain runs of steelhead but i always think in my own mind when those tributaries or tribs as you call them are so short and kind of so close to the you know the lake it seems to me that there's always fish in the system in those waters is that would that be accurate that is very accurate. I was literally probably the last three years I've probably done some of the greatest steelhead fishing and it's going to get better. Um, I literally, I was fishing at freezing temperatures on Thanksgiving and I was catching fish. I was fishing sometimes in January and February, even when we had a couple warmer days and there were some spots of the ice on the Creek that were open and I was still catching them. What's your go-to pattern for steelhead right now? Like if you had to, if you, if you hit the water or when you hit the water tomorrow, you're going to pull that one fly out of your box. That's kind of, you got all your faith in it. What is it? Oh man, it's, that's a tough one. But honestly, I mean, you can't really go wrong with the woolly bugger. You can't. What color? Uh, I love my black woolly bugger, black and black and gold. So gold bead. Yep. Black, uh, black saddle, black marabou tail. Yep. That's it. How big? I probably have to say probably, I like to go with the medium size. Okay. So a fairly long shank though. 
Yeah, it depends on what the water's looking like. It depends on how clear it is, too, you know? Do you ever get down as far south as, like, Vermilion or Rocky Rivers? Do you go that far, or, or do you stay a little closer to home for the most part? I stay a little bit closer. The only, like, the farthest I usually go down is probably your central central PA, probably, like, around, like I said, Oil Creek and parts of the Allegheny and Clarion. Right. But they're all over. You could even go over to Warren County, and Warren County is probably some of the even best best around. I mean, you said it yourself. Pennsylvania is it's very underrated, and it's probably one of the best fishing spots in the world, especially for trout. Do you spend a lot of time on the lake? I do. I'll go out on the lake, too, and I'll take the kayak out, and I'll go out there, and I'll catch walleye all day. Mm. Now, do you do you ever fly fish for walleye, Tom, or are you using gear for them? I, I don't, I don't fly fish for walleye. No, I don't. Yeah, that's kind of a jig thing, isn't it? With- it's a jig thing, uh, and you can do really well, or you can troll for them. Okay. And a lot of guys do really well. There's monster walleyes in Lake Erie. That's probably one of the best in the world as well. That's awesome. So, hey, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time today, and I also um, really. Um, want people to check out your artwork and and what the best place to do that is what your instagram and facebook yeah my instagram and my facebook would be the best best place to check it out i encourage you guys to do that i encourage everyone to come on down here to the keystone state and get some fly fishing in well said that's tom ossoff out of erie pennsylvania artist fly fisher carpenter by day thanks so much for taking the time tom appreciate it and uh Look for happy trees and happy thoughts. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Tight lines, my friend. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water. Mm-hmm.